listening to Forecast, the marketing podcast for professional services leaders. If you're looking to generate more leads, win more deals, and take your firm to the next level, this show is your shortcut. Hey there, and welcome back to the show. Today, we're looking at the second variable in the business growth formula, which is the number of transactions. In the previous lesson, I introduced you to a formula developed by Jay Abraham, in which Jay identifies the only three ways to grow a business. Number one, to increase the number of clients. Number two, to increase the number of transactions. And number three, to increase the transaction size. And we looked at how making gains in each of these three areas can produce exponential results for your firm and why focusing only on one area, like increasing the number of clients, for example, means that you're leaving money on the table. To understand why, head back to the previous lesson and give that a listen. Now, if you haven't yet joined us inside our free course on the five P's of lead generation for professional services firms, you're going to want to check that out. The entire course is dedicated to showing you how to generate more leads so you can increase the number of clients that you serve, which is the first variable in Jay Abraham's formula. You can get immediate access to the entire course at 5leadgen.com. That's 5leadgen.com. And you can spell out five or use the number. Either one works. So in today's lesson, we're looking at the second variable in Jay Abraham's business growth formula, which is increasing the number of transactions per client. Let's begin by revisiting the example that we looked at in the previous lesson. Let's say you have 100 clients who pay you on average $1,000 per transaction and they purchase twice a year. How can you get those clients to buy more often? How can you increase the frequency or the volume of transactions for each of your clients? But actually, before we even get into the how, let's look at some of the benefits of having your clients purchase more often. Apart from the revenue benefits that we've already discussed, more transactions means more revenue. That's kind of obvious, but there are other benefits that might not be so obvious that I want to highlight for you here. The first is that when buyers make purchases more often, their relationship with you becomes stronger. Because every time a client makes a purchase, there's an element of risk involved. They put their hard-earned money on the table, and they're not quite sure if you're going to deliver the goods. That perceived risk is highest on the first transaction because they have no experience working with you, and then it gets progressively lower with each subsequent transaction. So when a client agrees to a second or a third or a fourth transaction, they're saying to you and to themselves that I'm happy to accept the perceived risk in this transaction because you've proved to me before that you will deliver the goods. So every subsequent transaction is a good indicator that you're doing the hard work of earning the buyer's trust, which also means that you should be able to charge more for subsequent purchases. But we're going to get to that in the next lesson. The second benefit of more frequent transactions is that the switching costs go up with each transaction. Every time a client works with you, the risk of working with somebody else goes up. Because again, with every transaction, you're demonstrating your authority and your ability to solve their problems. Now they know you, but they don't know your competitors. So the more a client buys from you, the more likely they are to stick around for the long haul because switching then becomes more risky than continuing to work with you. And the third benefit is that when clients buy more often, you're actually training them to do what you want them to do. You're training them to listen to you and to take your lead. Now, that sounds a little bit manipulative, and it can be, especially when I give you the example that I'm about to. But like any persuasion tactic that we would talk about, it can be used for good or it can be used for evil. And I'm just going to trust that you're going to use it for good. 
So there's a technique that pickup artists use called bouncing. And a quick disclaimer before I get into this, I am not a pickup artist, nor do I read their stuff, but I did read about this in a marketing book. So what pickup artists do is when they want to pick up a girl at a party or a bar or a club or something, they'll ask the girl to move around to different locations with them or to bounce from location to location. So if they meet her on the dance floor, they'll ask her to go to the bar or to go outside for some air or to go over to where some of their friends might be. And they'll do this really quickly, multiple times within the first few minutes. And the reason they do this is because the bouncing around is a way of quickly building comfort and trust with the girl. She's making these micro commitments and following this guy around, and she starts getting used to being around him and to listening to him. Now, obviously, I don't advocate these kinds of techniques when you're trying to meet a girl, but the psychology here is very interesting. And you can see how it comes into play the more transactions you have with a client. Because in every transaction, you're proposing something to the client. You're presenting a way forward. You're asking them to do something. And regardless of how big or small the deal is, every time the client agrees, that level of comfort with you is going up. And it makes them more likely to agree the next time you make a proposal or a pitch. But that's enough about pickup artists. Let's bring this home for you now. The way that you can get clients to purchase from you more often is to build what I call a services ladder, which is exactly what it sounds like. It is a list of services that progressively take clients to higher and higher levels of commitment. And there are three basic levels in the services ladder. The first is called a lead service. The goal of the lead service is simply to turn a prospect into a client. That is all. It is not to make money. It is not to turn a profit. It's simply to take a stranger or a prospect who has never worked with you, who is not currently a client, and to turn them into a client who has paid you money. So if you're like most other firms, chances are here's what's currently happening. A prospect has a problem, and if you're doing lead generation right, then they're probably discovering you and making their way to your website. But then on your website, you have this mother list of all of the services that you provide from A to Z. But your prospect came to you because they have a specific problem. And while it may be obvious to you where they should start, because it's your firm and you're the expert, they may not have a clue. And if it's not obvious to them how to get started or how to engage you or what they need from you on the very first deal, they may never actually get in touch with you. Or even if it is clear what they need from you and what you can offer, but maybe the commitment is too high, maybe the price is too high, or the level of engagement is just too much, that might scare them away. So what you want to do with a lead product is present prospects with a simple and easy way to get into a relationship, to get into that first deal. The lead service should not be too scary. It should not be too expensive or too intimidating. And it should solve an immediate problem that your prospect is struggling with. It should speak to that specific issue that brought them to you in the first place. And here's the most important part. It should demonstrate through the delivery of that service that they need more from you. And it should tie directly into the next step on the ladder, which is your core service. Now, the core service is probably what you're already selling. It's where you're offering the bulk of the value clients want from you. And at this stage, you can charge much more than you did for the lead service, and you probably should. In fact, you can probably charge much more for your core service if you offer a lead service first. 
Because remember, if you don't have a lead service and you jump right into your core service, first of all, you're going to convert less of those strangers or those prospects to your core service. And second of all, you probably won't be able to charge as much because they're going into that deal for the very first time. This is their very first relationship with you and they're less likely to pay premium fees. But when you offer a lead service, not only will you convert more of those prospects into clients, but you also now have an opportunity to gain trust and credibility so that you can charge much, much more when it comes time to offering your core service. Now, within the core service, there may be several services that you can sequence and structure within this stage. But the point here, this is where you're offering the core value that your firm delivers. And the third level in the services ladder, and this is the other neglected level, people tend to focus on the core services, but they neglect the lead product. And the third level, which is any additional services that you could offer to clients who have purchased the core service. And this can be any number of things. It really depends on what kind of business you're in. It could be support. It could be additional services the client now qualifies for having purchased your core service. It could be subscription-based products or services. It could be a membership model. It could be anything. Just think about what you could sell to your clients once they've purchased your core service or even while they're within the core services stage because your core service might be something that actually doesn't end. If you're an accounting firm or a law firm or maybe a financial planner or you solve some kind of other evergreen problem, the core service may just keep going on and on and on. Even then, there are probably opportunities to sell the client on additional services, and those services can be extremely profitable because you've already made a profit on this client through the core product. So everything on top of that is just icing. Now, most clients will not buy these additional services, and that's fine. This is only for the select few who really want to take things to the next level. And these tend to be your ideal clients. They're the ones who really appreciate the value that you provide. They appreciate the work that you do and they know you're the one or you're the firm that they should be working with. So they're willing to go all the way to the end of what you're able to deliver. So that's a wrap on the services ladder. This is how you can operationalize the increased transaction frequency element in Jay Abraham's business growth formula. Next up, we're going to look at the third and final variable in the business growth formula, which is the transaction price. To make sure you get that lesson directly in your iTunes feed, head over to iTunes, search for forecast marketing, and make sure that you subscribe to the show. While you're at it, leave us a rating or a review because it helps more people discover the show. Finally, if you haven't yet joined us inside our free course on the five P's of lead generation for professional services firms, you're going to want to check that out. This is where I will show you a step-by-step -step process to opening up the floodgates to new business and attracting more leads for your services. You can join us inside the course at no charge by heading over to 5leadgen.com. That's 5leadgen.com and you can spell out five or use the number. Either one works.